We make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Hi, right, good evening, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with our uh, ever-illustrious naturopathic doctor, uh, Alexia Georgiousis. Um, this is our first show of 2021. Yes, it is. As it would be for many people. But this is also the start of the third year of Things Worth Considering. Congratulations, Gordon. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, where's it going? Well, well, you have to stay at home all day, you know, with the virus. Um, <laughs> this, this, you know, we need to work on getting rid of this. Um, now, <clears throat> we are live to air. Uh, if you would like to call in. And uh, ask any questions. Sean's not doing readings, uh, but he's certainly open to doing any sort of uh, chatting with us. Uh, toll free is one eight 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 three four six nine one four one, and uh, that's uh, from anywhere in North America. Internationally, zero zero one four eight zero five five three five seven six zero. So tonight uh, we're welcoming Sean Leonard. He's a star and host of Spirit Talker, which is carried on the APTN television network. Uh, Sean's very well known for his work as an evidential medium, and he presently lives in Nova Scotia, Canada, at the Millbrook First Nations, um, uh, uh, Quinn Coal Harbor. Um, and he's been working in this uh, field as a professional for over 20 years. I think it's closer to 30, I thought I read. Uh, John is a proud Aboriginal Mi'kmaq uh, person who works with spirit to heal hearts. Fittingly, a uh, respected Mi'kmaq elder gifted him with the name White Eagle Spirit Talker. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. When I, when, uh, yeah, that was just such a beautiful thing. Um, so, um, Sean, you have a great, really, it's, a, it's the opening story for you of uh, uh, how you got here beginning at 16 with your dad. Mm-hmm. I, just think it's, I think you should tell us that story yourself. Because that's an okay. awesome story. Great. Well, the story with my father, I mean, I, being a young man, I was very interested in music. And uh, I remember my dad living, and he was in the Navy, he was gone away quite a bit. And uh, we were actually working on a garage at the time of his passing. But he, 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 was, he complained of like a sore arm and had a cramp in his hand. And I didn't think anything of it. I told him he smoked. And, I mean, he, he didn't take very good care of himself. He's a little bit overweight. Um, the stress of being in the military, I think, probably had a lot to do with his, his life choices as well. And, um, and I said, well, maybe you should go to the doctor. And that was kind of the last uh, conversation we had. And then I remember on October 16th, 1987, uh, very early in the morning of my mom waking me up. Um, like, it was probably about five o'clock in the morning. And my mom was like very shaken. Mm. She said, you have to go out into the driveway. There's something wrong with your father. So I ran out to the driveway looking for my dad and I, I couldn't see my father. And I, I could see the truck running, the door was open. I was out there, I was freezing and I ran back inside. I said, mom, he's not out there. And she goes, he, go out again, he's out there. Again, I ran out into the driveway, couldn't see my father. And then my mom actually had to physically grab me, take me out and point me at my dad laying in the driveway. And that was really the first experience that I ever had with losing somebody or 
to the loss. And it was a, quite a shock. Um, massive I mean, shock, massive shock, yeah. Massive shock. I was a Boy Scout. I learned a little bit about CPR. And, you know, you never think that ever in your life you're going to be activating on this and anyone, uh, and hopefully not anybody that you love very dearly. So I started to perform CPR. And uh, even though I was performing CPR on my dad, you know, you could tell he was a shell of a person. Like he was void. He, like who my dad was, even though his physical form was here, it was, it was void of who my dad was, his essence, his spirit, his, you know, his persona. And, uh, and after it seemed like forever, um, you know, I started even yelling at my father out loud. I said, Dad, I know if you can hear me and get back in your body, I mean, you know, I know that you're here. I can feel you. I said, you know, get back in there. And it just wasn't meant to be. And, uh, and then some neighbors come down and continued CPR. The ambulance showed up. And unfortunately, my father had passed away from a massive heart attack. And uh, wow. a year later, that I was sleeping in my mom's basement on her couch in the rec room. And, 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 and to be kind of a bit funny, the, the reason why, and my mom was going through a hard time, mind you. I'm, I'm now 16 years old. Right. And the reason I slept downstairs was because I could sleep, sneak out the window at night. And, you know, <laughs> I remember and, that. Right? And not scare her, not scare her, not, not let her know that you were out. Right, because I wasn't allowed to be out after 10 o'clock. So right. Like, you know, 1130, I'm sneaking yeah. out that window or 11 o'clock. I'll come back at like, you know, one or something like this and then and then sleep back on the couch. And she wouldn't even know I was missing. Right. And uh, anyhow, this this one night, pretty much exactly a year uh, not on the exact date, but it was a year after my father passed. And I did, I snuck out, I came back, I was asleep. And around three o'clock in the morning, I'd say, I woke up. And I woke up and it was different. When I woke, um, I, w- I woke and I stood up from my body and I could still see myself sleeping on the couch. And then I looked across the room and there was this enormous bright enormous light and it just grew larger and larger and larger and after i i saw this light um i just stood there and stared at it and it got large enough to about the size of a person and then i walked my father and my father was wearing a long white robe and the first thought i was angry at my dad and and he knew i was angry but my first thought was what the hell are you wearing dad like why was a hunter a military guy drank beer, did you smoked. get involved in a cult yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. like, what happened here and uh and uh and he says sean i know you're mad with it. you need to calm down and i said okay he says i'm here to tell you a few things he says you need to tell your mom that i'm okay and i said i will and you need to tell your brother that i love him and okay and i said i, I will do these things and, and then we started talking, and, and he even said a bad joke, I think. And, uh, and he was distracting me. And I, all I could think about was this light that was behind him. And I could see it. And I could almost touch it. Hmm. I wanted to go into that light. And, he's, and he stepped in front of me. He said, Sean, you can't go here. I said, why can't I go here? He goes, because if you go here, you're not going to want to come back. I'm like, no, I'll come back. But I knew I was lying because I knew if I could get there, I was no way coming back because I could, when I saw that light, it felt like home. Mm. I felt like this was the matrix and I, that was like not non-matrix and this was yes. really where I belonged. Mm. And, uh, and all I could think about was going there and he quickly flashed me two images in my mind. 
The first image was of what it would look like and feel like for my mom if I left. Hmm. And I felt all of her pain and she would grieve another seven years after my father. So it'd be eight years of suffering from my mom before she would actually even start to overcome the grief that she would go through if she lost me as well. And I felt it all. And then I felt what it would feel like for my brother. Now, mind you, he was only 12. He'd get over me fairly quickly, but, um, and I teased the heck out of him too. So I (laughs) missed me that much. But, uh, But, even after seeing that and feeling that, I, I, I thought in my head, I would still go. Hmm. Because I knew no matter what happened to my mom, that no matter how hard she struggled and suffered, that one day she would come to the same place that me and my father would be. And uh, so I understand people leaving. I understand right. how they feel, understand they see us suffer and they feel what we'll suffer through but they still would ultimately make that choice to go home because that is our home. And we're all going home one day. Right. And uh, so he said, no, Sean, I, I have another message for you. And, and, and he says, I, I have to tell you a few things, but it's not an accident that I died. I'm like, what do you mean it's not an accident? I'm thinking he's telling me some mystery of some sort. He goes, no, long before you or I were born, we had a plan. He said, we had a plan before we come into life that I would leave your life at this time because in order for you to become the man that you're meant to be in life, I have to leave your life. Mm. And I'm gonna sh- I was always meant to show you this light. He said, the greatest gift of love I could ever give you is to leave this world to show you the place that where we come from. And I said, okay. And he says, one day you're going to be helping people. I said, how am I supposed to help people? And he says, I can't really tell you. It's just something that's going to happen to you. But you'll know. I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. It sounded like gibberish. It sounded like Yoda and Star Wars, something gibberish and backwards talk. And it's like, okay, whatever. And I still wanted to go to the light. And he touched me in my head and says, just remember that I love you. And I woke up on the couch. I was like staring at the wall. I stood up. I was looking, you know, and it felt it was more real than reality. Hmm. The most realest experience I've had. Um, and that felt like I was really who I was. All, my dad was who I was. It was just, uh, you know, who we are, who we all are. And, um, and then I told my mom, he told me to tell my mom and, and I told her, and I thought she'd be like really happy that my dad connected, but she was really pissed because she said, oh, was she? Okay. Well, why did she not come? Why didn't he come to me? To me. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I don't know, mom. I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. And then I yeah. lived about living my life. And, but that, that, that moment, um, you know, with the loss of my dad for the connection and him visiting me and seeing that light. And he told me to remember it as well. And I've never forgotten it. What, what an incredible was. story. And, and then I'm curious, Sean, how did you come to understand your sense of role or purpose around becoming or stepping into the role of spirit talker. Did that come well, later on? In like my in your 20s. 20s? Okay. In my 20s. I'm 48 now. And yeah. uh, in my 20s, I started, things started to kind of like happen. And I started to walk a more spiritual path in life. And that would entail just like, not, and I was raised Catholic, but no offense to anybody who is Catholic, but it wasn't speaking to me in, in, in my spiritual journey anymore. So I just started to just speak to spirit or speak to the greater and even though I'm an indigenous person, I wasn't even raised with my culture and I didn't have a connection. And I just started to have conversations with spirit. Hmm. And, uh, 
And then I started meditating. And then, and then I started to like start to vibe things out as I went. It wasn't, wasn't like I was intentionally going out there to, you know, vibe anybody out, but mm. it, it was actually, it was with my, my first wife and I went to, it, it's a story is a little bit different in the book because I had to change some things, but uh, I went to the <laughs> work that, and, uh, and for whatever reason, I was just sitting there and, and not that I'm judging anyone because I have no judgment within myself, but I would look at a person I know that that guy was stealing money. This guy was a drug dealer. Those people were cheating together. Mm. Thought I had. Was I sure? Absolutely not sure at all. And so, I, you know, because you're with somebody you can trust, uh, I, I decided to share some of my vibes of what I thought about people. And I told her, and she thought it was crazy. I thought I might be crazy too because I thought, <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be right or, or cool or anything. Yeah. And then uh, within a week or two, the guy got fired for stealing money. The, the couple was kissing in the kitchen and the guy got busted for dealing drugs. And, wow. uh, she, and then wow. she mom, which is like, how did you know this? I'm like, I don't really know. I just, you just, yeah. <laughs> just I just felt about them. Yeah. Now, again, not being judgmental because I, I, I have none of that towards any person in the world at all, no matter what they're going through. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's and, important to get that, that confirmation though. Yeah, it gave me especially when you're starting out. It gave me that 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 sense of like they're you know I was able to vibe people out somehow. Yeah, you know how confidence. I think we all do on different levels. Right, right, right. It, it was the really early stages of me understanding like psychic abilities, but I still didn't understand the mediumship part. Mm-hmm. Right. It was actually her that talked to a friend that she worked with. Her name was Jen Sign, and um, and Jen. Um, wanted to come see me because she told her about some of the stories and such. And so one night she comes home, my, my ex-wife and says, guess what? Jen's come over on Sunday and you're going to read her. I'm like, what? <laughs> read her. She says, she thinks she, you know, she wants to really talk to you. Just, just see what you see or what you get. I mean, just let it go. And, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, so she comes over and I'm very nervous because I've never done anything before. And I don't even know what's going to happen. And we eat dinner, she sits down and, you know, and I, and I'm not even sure if I'm, what I'm getting is valid. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I just had to trust. Yeah. So, and, and then I can, I like her grandma with her felt very vague. Right. Something shifted. I saw an image of a young man wearing a baseball uniform, bouncing a baseball up in his hand. And then he walked into a shed. And I was like, oh, this is, what the heck is this? And she goes, what do you see? And I said, well, I don't know what this means, but I, this image just came into my head of this young man wearing a baseball uniform, bouncing this baseball, and he went into the shed, and she just instantly cried. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here, she says. That is my best friend that I grew up with in high school. And unfortunately, one night after a baseball game, he went home and he killed himself in a shed. Mm-hmm. Is he okay? And I didn't really know if I could answer that. Because I'm thinking, I'm going through all these thoughts in my head, is this coming from her or is that right. where coming from? And that's where I wasn't really sure. And, and, you know, more things in life unfolded at that time. And, and I said, I feel like he's okay. And she seemed pretty happy with that. And then she told person, she told another person next, you know, I've got people calling me and I'm like, I don't even know what the heck just happened here. Right. <laughs> right. Right. People are really hungry for that. It wasn't my intention. Like it just, it was like, it was like spirit had, you know, unfolded the path for me. It was like, it just, just, just 
laid itself out just like that. And it, it was, I didn't search for it. It just came to me. And it's exactly right. what my dad said. Yes. Yeah. And you were willing to trust it and also keep surrendering to the yeah. process, it sounds like. And, and, and this is why I wrote a book called The Language of Spirit. Yes. I haven't and, read it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah, in that moment, the, and the reason why I titled it The Language of Spirit, it has a lot to do with my journeys through life and about what I've learned. But in that moment, I learned how spirit communicates. And I could see things. I could feel things. I heard different names. It was like there was a language, but it's not a language that is just vocal. Right. It, it, it's like images, thoughts, and feelings, and words mm-hmm. all combined together. And, it, and, I, and then I, it was like the language of spirit had revealed itself to me. And I understood how this, how, in a moment, I understood how spirit communicates to people like me. And like, that you, you don't have to know what it means. No. That's the other piece, you know, because no. it's that whole thing of being the telephone. Right. And it's just trusting every little piece that comes through, whether it's a visual, an audible thing, a sense, a feeling, a feeling on my own body. Uh, there's information coming to us. And when you are open and available to that, and I don't think that I'm special. I don't. I think I understand a language and I'm a good mm-hmm. trainer. Right, right. Look at it. We need to take a break here. Now, Tamara has been on hold for a while. So when we come back, we're going to take her phone call. Okay. Sure, perfect. So we're going to break for two minutes, and we will be right back. You're listening to Things Worth Considering with Sean Leonard. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. All right, welcome back. And uh, you're listening to Things Worth Considering, and we're here with uh, Sean Leonard, a wonderful uh, medium 
so uh, we had someone on hold before we went to break, and I'm just wondering, Andrew, is uh, Tamara still there? Hi. <laughs> Hi, it's Gord. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What can we do for you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just thought I'd call. Um, I've seen the Spirit Talker show a few times, um, and I also follow the Transformational Arts College on Facebook, and it's weird. I was having a little bit of a rough couple of days and was, I don't know, just looking for a sign or something. And when I got on Facebook, which I usually don't do, try to do first thing in the morning, uh, the podcast notification with uh, Sean was the first thing I saw. So I was like, hmm, maybe I meant to call in. The, I don't know. <laughs> there, there's your sign right there. <laughs> yeah. Sean's right here if you want to say hi to him. Hi, Sean. Uh, hi. How are you? I'm really well. How about you? Where whereabouts are you from? I'm from just outside Toronto. Oh yeah, I've been to Toronto a few times. <laughs> just gonna ask yeah, because I really enjoy your show. To, uh, prior to our conversation and starting tonight, I had a few people that were coming through. I'm just gonna curious if they're kind of for you. Is Margaret and Donna connected to you? No. Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay. Then I'm just going to ask another question because I feel like I still feel like there might be a connection here and you just don't know. Why would somebody show me skating? Um, I don't know. I don't skate. I actually suck at skating. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I'm just going to be honest as well because now uh, they never show me anything by accident, just so you know. Yeah. There's an intention for this. So with skating right now, are, are you with anybody in life? Yes or no? Uh, yes, I have a husband. Okay, so, and, and how old are you exactly? I'm 25. Okay. Is there anybody connected to your husband that is uh, named Donna or Margaret as well? Uh, let me go outside. He's right there. <laughs> Can I ask I him? I think there is. And I would ask him about the skating reference because there's somebody's like, if they, sometimes they use other people to get a message through. Yeah. Um. Yeah, do you know anybody who named Margaret or Donna and have a skating reference? Oh, his grandfather's wife was named Margaret. There you go. <laughs> now, who, wow. who, is, who is Donna as well? Or Don, It's either Don or Donna. Do you know anybody, Don or Donna? Just Margaret, your grandfather's wife, yeah. Okay, just remember I said the Donna Donna part. Now, who also had the breast cancer in the left side of the breast? Does anybody have breast cancer on the left side of the breast? He, he doesn't, he's shaking his head now. <laughs> well, just tell him I re that I said this. Uh, okay. Because it probably will make sense to him later. Now, I have another question, which is kind of odd. Is he a very good cook or no? Yeah, he is. Okay, are you not the good cook? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's burning uh, things. Somebody's saying that when they my mom's not a good cook. Ah, okay. Um, in most of living. Pardon? Yeah. Is her mom passed? You know. Yeah, yeah, my grandma. Right, your grandma. Okay, um, and has she burned something recently that you know? Uh, my mom. Yeah. And I don't really talk to her that much. Okay, well, this is probably the reason why they're bringing her up. They want me to go here. Because I feel like 
there's some issue you need to work through with her and you maybe need to reach out and talk to her. And if there's some problem that you're struggling with, and, 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 and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is there, what would be the reason why you're not talking to your mom? Well, I guess the biggest thing is I'm in recovery for alcoholism and drug abuse. Okay. So I'm just working good through that you. right now. Yeah, good for, good you. for you, you're, tomorrow. you're in recovery and you feel like she's a trigger? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you harboring any energy against her that is in any way like you feel like that could be triggering? Obviously, there's like, if, sure. if there's anything you feel like she triggers, I just say just love her unconditionally. And, I, yeah. and I'm not sure, it, like, how old is your mom as well? Is she in her 70s? Uh, 60s. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm seeing around 72-ish for me for some reason. So there's going to be some reason that you need to like make sure that you work on the relationship before that time okay okay um and i and i, and I know that you love your mom i just find that you you know i i love my mom as well i, I just find that she's just she's hard to get along with sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's we call themselves <laughs> uh, and do you have a sister yes or no no i have sister-in-law's Mm, okay. Uh, then there's another issue you have to work out with someone else as well, because I feel like there's yeah. more than one issue here they're telling me about, and it has to do with the sister-in-law, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel the sister feeling, and if they're bringing me to that, then I think what they're trying to do, your people, um, I mean, even your husband's people are watching over you, just so you know, because, I mean, we're all one big family, but you have a lot of people helping you right through what you're going through right now, and you need to hear that. But you need to not ignore your relationships. When, when time comes, because I, I feel like that you're, you're blocking uh, people out, and, and I understand why you're blocking them out. Um, but, what, you know, at some point you have to say, okay, I have to, I have to step into this. Yeah. I have to step into this and I have to work this out with them. And I would say, you know, just no matter what they say, love them anyway. Yeah. Love them unconditionally because you know no matter what they say just don't take what they say personally and i feel no offense to your mom but is she a very negative lady uh towards me yeah yeah because she's worried about you mm-hmm. she worries it comes across as negative mm-hmm. and she doesn't know how to channel her worry in a more positive healthy way And I, okay, and there's nobody named Samantha, is there? My cousin. Is she going through anything? Ah, uh, not that I know of. Again, I don't really have strong ties with my family. <laughs> right. See, there's a whole family yeah. thing here, right? Yeah. You need yeah. to reach out to your family. I feel like, like, I don't know how, and this is why I don't want to get too deep into this, but I feel like maybe you need to reach out to Samantha and see how she's doing. She might be going through something as well. And maybe there's something you can help each other with. Okay. I can okay. do that. Okay. And, and what I would say is like, uh, like how, and I know it's hard with COVID, but how much are you moving or exercising? None. You need to work on that. I haven't in a long time. My husband's really sick. Um, yeah, okay. so, so what, what is he yeah. sick with exactly? We don't really know. We kind of just got the blanket diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome. That's kind okay. of, you know. Take him skating. Oh. Uh, beautiful. Take him skating. Take him skating. <laughs> take him skating. Get outside and take him skating. Take 
go outside and get some fresh air, go have some fun. Even if you can't skate very well, laugh, laugh and have fun and just, just make a fool of yourself. And if he's tired, just do the best you can. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Because I know there's a skating connection here and I, and, and I feel like it's somebody in spirit that wants me to say, and it could be his side because the Margaret, and yeah. I do feel there's a Donna connection Maybe with the grandpa. Pardon? I said maybe his grandpa, because he was like Canadian and, you know, hockey, skating. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he just wants to help him. And he wants you to help him, but he also wants to help you as well. Yeah. Okay. And there's somebody named Mabel, too. Wow. Mabel. Um, That's what it sounds like to me, Mabel. Just remember I said it. There's someone in my recovery group named Mabel, but nothing else. I don't know another Mabel. Hmm. If, if, yeah, well, then there must be reason. See, this is where I get, can get into a whole reading because if they bring me to somewhere, they want me to talk <laughs> about that person. Maybe you need to work with that person um, greater or there's going to be a, a deepening of that relationship or there's going to be some way Spirit's going to help you work with her in some sense. Wow. <laughs> Remember I said it, okay? I will. And if spirit provides an opportunity for you to connect with her, then I'm going to say, please do it. Okay, I will. Because they don't bring people up by accident to me ever. So there's yeah. a reason, there's an intention, there's a purpose. And I feel like they're just trying to help you and help your, your, your life, your family. I mean, they all love you unconditionally in the spirit world, just so you know. That's good to hear. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to get into that, but I, yeah. I, because uh, I feel like there's something they want me to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it because I think it would be too 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 revealing about something in life. Um, but um, it's okay. They just, it's they got it's your okay. Back. That's okay. We need to uh, cut it here. Is that cool, Sean? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. okay. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling, Tamara. No problem. All right. Thank you. Bye now. So, Sean, that was really um, amazing to witness and to hear. I've, I've, I've seen your show. And I am curious about, for you, what happens when there's a sense, is it, is it something where you uh, are saying, I have to say this? Or is it a sense, that you, are you able to discern and say, no, I, I don't need to say this right now? Because yeah. when you're, I mean, not when you are uh, on your show or in your zone, but when you're just out in the world in your regular life, what, what happens for you? Oh, I'm just like everyone else. I mean, I don't, they, you know, a spirit wants me to connect with somebody, they're going to put me in the place to do it. And there's a great story in my book about Danny Glover. And it's a guy from Newfoundland. And uh, I was at Costco. I mean, it's my favorite store, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> I go there like twice a week. I'm crazy. Oh, no. I, I was at Costco. And uh, anyway, I was in the lineup. I, I, I had a few readings that got canceled because people couldn't make it because of the weather. So I went to, uh, I went to Costco and thought I'd pick up a few things. I did have a reading in the afternoon. So I thought, well, I'll go to Costco as I have some time. And I didn't get a cart that day because I said, no, I'll just be spend too much time and money. I'll just need to get in this and this and get out. So I get in the hot dog line, um, you know, hot dog and pop line. And this guy with two, two little kids turns around and goes, oh, my God, you're Sean Leonard. I'm like, yeah, I'm Sean Leonard. And I like, have, have we met before? He goes, uh, well, you tried to read me once. And I said, what do you mean I tried to read you once? He goes, well, I was at your show in Halifax at the forum 
And uh, you came over and looked at me and asked if I have a, a mother named Marion. And I said, no. I'm like, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I've regretted it. And he says, you know, what's really weird? I, I just came back from Newfoundland. And when I walked into Costco, I planted a tree on my mom's grave. And they're planting the exact same type of tree outside of Costco. And I'm like, okay. And he said, um, you know, and it's her birthday today. And I'm running into you. And I'm like, you know, I don't think this is an accident. I mean, obviously we're here in the line. All these things that brought me here to be with you at this moment in the lineup where you recognize me and you regretted on your mom's birthday not ever speaking to your mom when I point blank asked you who this person was and you said, I don't know. And, uh, and then he goes, yeah. And I said, well, I know that she loves you and she's with you. And he started to cry and he says, okay, you have to stop. I don't think I can do this. I'm like, okay. Like a young 20-year-old man. Yeah. And um, so he goes and sits down and I get my hot dog and pop. But that day I didn't bring a cart. I can't carry it all. So I'm like, I got to sit down and eat this before I go. And I'm feeling really good that I made a small connection, nothing too major. But then when I turn around, every table's full except his. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Danny, would you mind if I sat with you? Because uh, I feel like there's, I mean, this picnic yeah. style seating at Costco, right? Right, Maybe right. Now, but there was. And, uh, and everyone that was had four people at it, but his had him and the two kids. So I sat down and, uh, and then I connected to his mom. And I asked him if, if he was open to that, me going further in it. Yeah. And it had to do with his mom. Um, and I saw a, 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 an accident that she passed. Mm. And, uh, it was due to fire. And uh, yeah. I started crying and, and, and I gave the messages and, 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 and I won't get too deep into it. But uh, anyway, he told me to stop and I did. Right. And, uh, and then we ate our hot dog. I talked to his kids. I made some jokes. And <laughs> just before he left, um, you know, his mom threw this image in my head. And she showed me the... the, the the shoulder and tattoo on it. I said, okay. I said, Danny, I got one other thing to say for you, but, you know, I hope you don't mind. And he goes, no, uh, you know, that's okay. Just one more thing, but because I can't take anymore, he said. I said, your mom wants me to say one other thing. And he's wearing a hoodie and a long sleeve shirt and, you know, and uh, I said, your mom really likes what you have right here. And he pulled down a shirt and he had his mom's face tattooed there. Mm. Yeah, he wow. Cried. He says, okay, you have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, I will. And, and that was it. And I didn't, I didn't, and no offense to Danny, but I, I didn't remember who he was. I was right. my book and, um, and my ghostwriter who was helping me write the book said, do you got any of those like Teresa Caputo moments where you're out and about and, you know, you just <laughs> somebody at Walmart or something like that. So I'm like, well, funny you should mention that, you know, not that long ago I was at Costco and, you know. And then the story came out. So and I told the story. Yeah. That's a great story. I want to put it in the book. But you need to get a hold of him and see if we can get his permission. Right, right, right. I'm like, I don't know who he is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's, I, I don't remember his name, to be honest. And, uh, and she says, well, go home and look through all your Facebook. I said, like, I've got like 5,000 friends and 20,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm going to find him. That's even if he has a picture of himself. Right. I let it go. And... Um, after I left that, that, that day from with my ghostwriter, I came home and blink, got a message. And it was from Dan Glover. And he goes, you know, what? I was just thinking about the day I ran into you at Costco. And he said, Amazing. you know, 
I never, ever got an opportunity to thank you. You don't know how much that's meant to me or how much in my life. And you don't know how many people I've told about this story. I said, oh, my God, Danny, as I was just talking about you this morning. Yeah. I'm writing a book. And, um, and I told my, my ghostwriter about the story. And um, she wanted to include it. Would you be open to that? I said, this is what we'll do. I'll write my version. You write your version. And then we'll give it to the writer. And we won't collaborate. And then we'll, we'll let her write it. And then you can read it. And if it aligns with something you feel that you would like to have out in the world, then we'll include it in the book. And he said, I'd absolutely love that. So it's a, it's a chapter of a book called Connecting at Costco. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Dialogue, and, yeah. and this connection aspect, I think, is really great. That I know we're, we're going to be taking a break pretty soon. But this other part that you also offer, uh, you know, you have your Spirit Talker tribe and, and helping people get in touch with their intuition and their ability to communicate with spirit. That, uh, that's something that I, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about um, when we when maybe we come back. I'm not sure what our time is like, Gord, right now um, for the break, but soon. We're just going up to one minute. Uh, okay. The, uh, yeah, the, just the whole thing of like why people, I mean, I agree with you 100% in terms of, you know, that veil isn't that nearly as big as people think it is, but yet so many people are afraid to cross it over. You know, whether it's communication or, well, just the idea of crossing over permanently, period. Uh, So let's talk about that after the break. So uh, we will be back. We're here with Sean Leonard. You're listening to Things Worth Considering. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, and welcome back. We're here with uh, Sean Leonard, the uh, host and star of Spirit Talker on APTN Television. Uh, so, Sean, we, just before we went to break, we were talking about, or I was asking about, 
you know, knowing that this veil is sort of a little bit thinner than what people uh, uh, experience, why do you think there's so much hesitation? You know, when I've done any classes, people are, oh, I've never done this, I'm really scared. And, you know, you can see, like, the fear is greater than any possibility of getting opened up that day, you know. What yeah. do you, what's your uh, take on this? Well, I feel it's a, it's a lot of fear. I mean, people watch a lot of TV or movies and things like this, and they attribute mm. negativity things. And even religion, unfortunately, has added a lot of, like, fear to people's belief about the spirit world. And, I mean, if... if but yet they line up and pay for you or myself, whatever, you know, to give, give me a reading, do it, you know, and it's like, what? Because people don't understand the language. And okay. spirit can communicate through and for them and with them. And seeing someone else do it actually does open people. Because even coming to an event and, and, and watching spirit communication take place you start to understand the process. Even by watching the show Spirit Talk or watching the information coming through, you can understand, you know, what I'm getting. You actually can tangibly maybe see some of these things in your own mind when I say them. And uh, that's the way it comes to me. And if you can see it working through someone else, you might be able to understand it for yourself and understand how spirit does communicate, not just for people like me, but for all of us. Exactly. And Sean, you were saying that, Prior to us starting on the show, that when you do the gallery type events, that you actually now prefer those instead of the one-on-one readings. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I love the the, the audience. I mean, because the energy of an audience has it's 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 a life of its own. Oh yeah, every audience is different, and the information that comes through at every space that I go to is different. And uh, depending on the spirits that I connect to as well, I mean, everybody's having an experience. Mm-hmm. And they're laughing, they're telling their story of the unique, you know, st- strangest thing you could ever imagine. It's funny, I, w- I watched my own show today for a little bit, which I don't like. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's usually very critical. Yeah, yeah. well, no, not critical, but it was like I, I, I stayed watching because there's one moment that was super special. Mm. And uh, and I like to relive it because it was in Acadia First Nation in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. And, uh, and there was a young lady that came through for her mother. And uh, she unfortunately died quite young of cancer. And uh, she had lost her hair. And she came through with a few validating things like wearing a hat or they put a hat on her in the, in the casket because uh, she had lost her hair and things like that. And they all had matching hats or something. But there was one unique thing that came through that was that surprised me because you just don't know what spirit's going to communicate. And I saw this, this beautiful young lady, healthy and well in spirit, but just appeared to me for a moment in a bra. And I'm like, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't know. I mean, on the TV show, they had to cut it down, but I probably like paced for probably about a minute and a half thinking, okay, how am I going to approach this? Because right. I've already connected to the mom. And I'm trying to discern what the heck this means. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the middle, I'm the medium, I'm the middle person, I'm the person receiving this, but there's a message here, and I'm not sure what the message is yet. And I'm trying to figure out what it is that needs to be said. And I, I can't figure it out. I just feel like this this bra thing is awkward. And here the mom is crying. How do you how do you say to this grieving mom who's crying? Well, by the way, your daughter just showed up in a bra. 
Right. 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 You know, I'm just going to, and on the show, you'll hear me say, you know, I'm so sorry, but I don't know what this means, but I have to trust what she's showing me. But there's a bra story. There's something you did with a bra that is very relevant. And oh my God, the mom and the two daughters that were there was, was this girl's sister's. Just, they were laughing. They just lost it. They were la- They went from crying to laughing. And they're, oh my God, nobody knows this. Because in the back room, uh, before we put her up at the front of the church, nobody else around, we took her shirt off and we stuffed her bra so large because she was a typically a flat-chested lady in life that we were going to send her to the spirit world with much larger bosoms. <laughs> we stuffed her bra. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're laughing. Right. I mean, to them, it, it, I mean, it, it was like that piece of information that j- it was just intangible. It was like yeah. They, yeah. It was her. That's, that's absolutely, you know, so true evidential that people just go, there's only one way that you could know that, you know, in terms of how you picked it up. Right. It's either love it. You know, either love I was there with them. Right. You know, spirit is actually telling yes. you and, and showing me this through the language <laughs> of spirit, right? Yeah, yeah. So so one of the things that I've read about you, Sean, is that in and in terms of you know how people can start to connect to themselves and also maybe lessen this sense of fear about this unknown or supposedly unknown because you know, we know this goes back to the beginning of time in terms of individuals being able to, whether they're seers or, you know, whatever you want to call it, psychics or mediums, but it's just people have had this ability and then it, you know, it changed and it became a lot of fear base around, you know, oh, that's something that you're not supposed to connect with. Um, but but some of the suggestions you could offer to people that, that will help them because especially in this time of pandemic, people are longing for connection. And I think it's, it's starting to wake us up around connecting to spirit. What does this world mean? What does this life mean? Can you maybe share a few suggestions? Well, I would, I mean, I have a course called Spirit Talker Tribe and it's a 12 month course. I've outlined it in a specific order of uh, each month. I release a module that people view online and then I do a Facebook Live answering questions related to each module that I teach every week through the whole year. And uh, right. one is prayer. First one is prayer. It's first module prayer. is prayer. And it's not like I do have some prayers in there, but the main exercise that I have people do is write a letter to the creator or the universe mm. and speak your words. Write it out as clear as you can, what you're struggling with, what you need help with, where you need direction and write it fully out. And I feel like this, there's this disconnection with prayer because we, it's, we, it's rehearsed. It's just said. It's just words. But it's not something coming from your heart. Or it's a shopping list. Right. right. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. You have to speak from your heart that it's not about material. It's about right. what you need to be joyful in life or help to be joyful in life. And, um, and, and I tell people to write as detailed as they can and then go out by themselves in the woods and, and not have anybody around. And I want you to speak that prayer, those words that you say, dear creator, dear spirit, whatever word you wish to use, and speak it out loud from your heart with all of your heart. And then, and then finish the prayer with a seal, right? You know, sealed in faith, truth, and trust, and love. I do hmm. this, and I confirm it with my entire being. And, uh, 
and just say that. And that's the main exercise for module one. And uh, I do a lot of teaching about it through the thing. But it, it, the journey starts with your conversation with spirit. And mm, you, I love that. Love spirit. that. And then, because one thing is to, to speak words and to pray and to have a conversation. But it's another to listen, mm. to make space through meditation and mindfulness. If you're busy and you can't let any stuff in your head because you don't take moments to actually listen, then you're not going to hear anything. Right. Right. I teach people uh, mindful meditation. I teach them how to hold images in their mind to work on their clairvoyance. I teach them, uh, I give them three exercises for the month for module two. And then they, they work on just for small moments for nine minutes a day, doing three different exercises. Uh, for the Fantastic. En- for the entire year. Yeah. Because if they learn to create small moments of space, you'd be surprised what actually might come in. Because if you pray and speak to spirit, I invite you in my life. I invite you to connect and communicate to me. I'm available for that communication. And then you, you create a space. to. Yeah, you're creating a relationship. You're, you're basically fostering a relationship, right? Ultimately. You are. It's a, it's a conversation. And, yeah, and yeah. It's space to listen to what they have to tell you through the language of the spirit, through clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognance. And, uh, and then the, that's when you, you trust Yet fear, you have to just surrender and release it and just approach it from love. All spirit are just people. Mm-hmm. All spirit is people. And if you can have compassion for the homeless man on the street or, or somebody who's struggling, who has been through horrendous abuse or whatever, if you can have compassion for living people, then you should have compassion for spirit, no matter what level of energy they're connecting to. Right. 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 They could send love and be connected to love with spirit, I mean, there is earthbound spirits. There's a few hanging around. They're not everywhere like you may be seen on TV. But compassion, love, approach them like a person, not like there's some negative dark thing. Mm-hmm. Right. There's yes, yes. a person there. It's just the spirit of the person who is somewhat off track in, in life. And just like humans, like physical beings, we get off track. Do you think spirit just all go into the light and surrender? And not, not all. Right. That's not right. how it works. You know, I have a story around that of this... Uh, a uh, fellow from New York, he's a medium, and he was doing, again, a gallery thing. And uh, he chose this woman, and he said, uh, so I've got, I've got someone here in a wheelchair. And uh, she said, yes. And he said, you used to think he was quite a jerk, actually, when he was here on the, on the planet. And she said, yep, I did. And, she, and he said, well, guess what? He's still a jerk. Um, <laughs> and, and she just laughed and cried and laughed and cried. I mean, yeah. it was just a, I thought it was so funny because, you know, it's like I always, I always say, you know, just, just because you have just passed away or died doesn't mean that you just became a saint, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So, Sean, I also am curious about, you know, you said that you didn't grow up even though you're an Indigenous person, you didn't grow up, you grew up Catholic. But now your work, part of it is you do work with Indigenous people. And do you have some, um, do, does that, in terms of healing hearts and also, I'm curious about reconciliation. Is this any part of your work that you that It is. You I mean, do? depending on who I'm connected to, the messages are coming through. I mean, all spirit activity is about healing. Even though you're getting validating messages, it's about healing uh, a relationship, healing an issue, healing a problem. There's healing that's going to take place uh, through a, a reading, through a session. 
and uh, depending on who I'm connecting to and what they've been through in life. And I just finished filming uh, season two of Spirit Talker, actually. And it's coming out in the fall uh, of this year. I haven't done the voiceover work yet, but I'm going to. But the last reading I did of the year, um, there was two ladies that had come to me. And, um, they, you know, they didn't go to residential school, mind you, but they were, have been, it was a mom and daughter, and they both have experienced abuse in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, heavy and, and quite hard abuse. And, um, and, and I felt for them. And that, that was like a big part of what came through in the reading from the people that came through. And it's because they see them struggling. It's nice to be validated. Yes. This is, you know, your mom and, you know, she says this and that, but mom sees you're struggling with this and she wants to help you. Yeah. yeah. To heal from this. What are you doing to move forward in this part of your life? And, 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 even, and the forgiveness, the forgiveness is, is so challenging sometimes. Oh, yeah. And it can go on for, for, yeah. for a long time. And uh, I mean, I don't have all the answers. I don't. And it, it, sometimes I reference to somebody to go see a psychologist or a therapist or to continue that journey because they still have a lot more work to do. And I'm part of that. And, and in Nova Scotia, there's like, I, I have like seven psychologists that reference me, uh, although mm. I have personal readings anymore, but they're all clients of mine. <laughs> oh, that's great. Nice but they know fantastic. the element of healing that can take place with the, 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 the messages and that, that can come through so often. Yeah. Sean, I'd really, you know, unfortunately, I, we could, I'm sure, go for another two more hours easily here. Uh, unfortunately, our time runs out very, very quickly. <laughs> I, I yeah. loved having you on the show. It was great t- chatting with you. Um, if we don't talk to you before, good luck with the second season starting. Um, just so everyone knows, the first season is still nicely available, and it's on AP, APTN, uh, Television Network, and it's Spirit Talker, and this is... The uh, White Eagle Spirit Talker himself. I love that name, White Eagle. That's beautiful. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Next week, uh, we invite you to join us on January the 14th for Alternative Thinking. We're with the founder, um, Rezo. I will not even pronounce his last name. Uh, And he's coming from a scientific background where he set off to study the nature of the mind in multidisciplinary settings, including language, uh, and uh, implementing the teachings. And he's applying that into business environments quite successfully. Uh, January 21st, we also have Redefining Normal, which is how two foster kids beat the odds and discover healing, happiness, and love. And that is with Justin and Alexis uh, Black. Uh, It's a true story of two foster kids who uh, meet, but their trauma gets in the way and how they overcome that. So anyways, we invite you to come back if you'd like to know more or you want to be in touch with us at info at spiritgrows.com. .ca. We will answer any emails that you send our way. Okay? And we'll see you next week. Have a great week, Thank folks. you, Sean. Be well. Be careful. And, Sean, thank you so much. Thank, yeah, thanks, Sean. Thank you, Gord. Thank you, Alexia. for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 